0: On radio, on
1: radio, more of the good stuff.
0: Hello, 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 it's 3 Minutes Past 12, I'm Pumi Maseho, and you're listening to La, as we do every Wednesday around this time, and today... Um, this is, so this is one of those super interesting shows for me because I had so many things that I wanted to talk about. There's so many things going on at the moment, but, uh, we've got Lara on the line, who's the CEO of Seed Academy, Academy, and I think Lara, uh, hello, Lara, are you on the line? Hello, I'm here. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for coming through. Lara, this is just one of those, um. One of those easy chats, I know you're probably sitting there going, can I talk all of this? But it's one of the most important chats I think we can have in the beginning of a new year. Because a lot of women are sitting at home and kind of thinking maybe their kids are starting school or they're kind of thinking, "Mm, I don't like my job. I want to start my own business, but I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go. And a lot of us girls like to then say, I need to get Additional information and a little bit of training would go a long way for me. And this is where you come in with Seed Academy. You guys are, are running a very interesting program at the moment. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that.
2: So I hear what you're saying, and I, and I 100% agree with you there. I think that um, the perception that women were uh, single minded and single focused is changing. Women are becoming multi dimensional beings. Who are able to do a lot of different things you know a lot of mothers working mothers businesswomen, um, involved in a lot of different things and the beginning of the year is always a good time to start to evaluate where to from here. so we at seed academy we're we're in essence we're a school for entrepreneurship where we help to develop the skill set mindset attitudes and behaviors of people that want to start their own businesses and have great startup ideas
0: so this the, this one that you the 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 current programme that you're running. Think be do. Think be do, correct. So Think a, be do, which is so cool as well, because a lot of us stop at the thinking stage.
2: Correct. <laughs> so, so as mentioned we cover the skill set, mindset, attitudes and behaviors of an entrepreneur because it's one thing to look at how important the business is and what's happening within the business. But one also needs to look at the person who's going to be running that business and sustaining that business and to ensure that they have the skills to help take the business to the next level and to ensure that it's sustainable.
0: So, Laura, I mean, you have chosen, the sector that you've chosen right now is you've chosen technology, so tech kind of startups, and women entrepreneurs. Is there a particular reason why these are the two areas of focus for you?
2: There are two areas of focus, but we're definitely not limited to those two spheres. Um, Tech has always been our focus when we started Seed Engine two years ago. We were looking in the tech space for tech-based startups. And for me, on a personal level, I'm very interested in working with women entrepreneurs. So that is where the women interests come in. But we are open to talking to any entrepreneurs with any business ideas or are looking to move to the next level in their entrepreneurial journey.
0: So. Tell me a little bit about Seed Academy, if I've never heard about it before. And I'll tell you, when I started speaking with Michelle and she told me about Seed Academy, I had to do a lot of digging to find that, out about it. Really? <laughs> I That's did. very interesting.
2: Wow. Okay, so maybe just to start at the beginning. So Seed Engine, as uh, a business accelerator, was launched two years ago. And a call was put out to the marketplace. We were looking to invest in businesses that, at a high um high-growth startup businesses in the tech space, and that's where we wanted to invest. We put a call out to the market, and we got thousands of applications from entrepreneurs that had great business ideas. In sitting with these entrepreneurs and meeting with them, we were looking for an unbelievable entrepreneur that had what what it would take to take the business to the next level, as well as a great business idea. And what we found is that we were meeting really great entrepreneurs with ideas that that weren't particularly novel, or we were meeting entrepreneurs without skills, but they had a great idea. So we were looking for for the combination of the two. And in our hunt for for these businesses, we we didn't even select 10% of the applications that came through to us. Really? And that is where Seed Academy was born, because a lot of the entrepreneurs were really great. They just needed a little bit of fine-tuning and a little bit more help, um, they needed their skills improved and just needed to reconceptualize their ideas a little bit. And with a bit of input um, from our team, we thought they really would have what it takes to take their business to the next level, be it a seed, seed engine investment or on their own. And that's where Seed Academy was born.
0: And and so you're, you're currently based in Joburg and in Cape Town.
2: So yes, we are opening our Cape Town office in February, which is very exciting for us. And we are in Joburg. We've trained um, close on 300 entrepreneurs in the past 15 months.
0: And Laura, so you're a Cape, you're a Capetonian girl. I am a Cape, <laughs> was... you did some research. That's good. <laughs> so you're a Capetonian girl. And I, I just, so what is the difference between Cape Town based entrepreneurs and Joburg based entrepreneurs, do you think, in, in your experience?
2: You know, I think there's a common thread um, amongst all entrepreneurs, and I don't think it's particularly um, region-dependent. For example, if you look at the Global Entrepreneur Monitor Index for 2013, they said that the highest nascent rate of entrepreneurs were coming from KZN. Sure. So, um, yeah, that was the finding that came out of the gem statistics. But I don't think that there's necessarily a Cape Town type of entrepreneur versus a Joburg entrepreneur. I may be different after starting to work with them in February. (laughs) I think that the the trends are pretty much the same. What I'm seeing a lot of is that a lot of the entrepreneurs we're working with do not necessarily come from entrepreneurial families. So parents are saying, we've worked really hard. You've got a degree. You've got some form of qualification. Go and get a safe, secure job, which we know doesn't really exist. Um, And we work really hard in that job. Why would you want to start something on your own? So, entrepreneurs are feeling quite lonely in the space, um, scared to share your idea with somebody, um, scared, scared that somebody will steal your idea, or um, well, that somebody won't really like it, and then you're feeling very passionate about it.
0: For um, sure. What, and also- Do you find, I mean, having come from a township, grown up all my life in a township, one of the things that I know for sure is that our mothers in particular have always been some kind of entrepreneur, either selling Tupperware or trying out new things, making, you know, so they've got a full-time job, but they also then are the selling or a skill that they're passing out in the community. And so, but they don't see that as being entrepreneurial. Correct. That's
2: exactly it you've hit the nail on the head. We had a group of entrepreneurs that that I worked with at the beginning of last year, and they came from the township areas. And what struck me as so unbelievable about this group was that they were thinking of solutions to problems that were absolutely unbelievable. They were identifying needs within their communities and coming up with businesses that will fulfill these needs within the communities. Um, They were absolutely outstanding. But I think that or not I think, what, what they told me and what, what working, but what came out from working together with them was they said their parents wanted more for them than, than what they had. And that's why they'd worked so hard for them to get an education. And now these young entrepreneurs are saying, okay, we've got the education, but that's not really what, what we want to do. We mm. want to be entrepreneurs. We want to be our own bosses. And we want to make it on our own. But just to put a disclaimer in there as well, uh, just to say that... Um, entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. We do have some people that that work with us for a time and say to me, Lara, you know what? I want to go and get a job. I just don't think I've got the stomach for entrepreneurship. I just don't think
0: I've got what it takes. Because the word is very deceiving. I often say to my friends, you see, because entrepreneur is a French word, see? So it yeah. sounds so sexy. So glamorous. <laughs> it's so so glamorous. glamorous. And I think, look, our government has is, is got a huge drive to say people should become more entrepreneurial if we're going to build an economy. Our, our economy currently is only growing at about 1%. And if we're going to build on that economy, we Obviously, have to get small businesses into the, econ- into the economy and into the mainstream. And if we're trying, as they say, that they're going to build six million jobs in the next five years, if we had one million new businesses that each employed six people would have our six million new jobs. So it's just everywhere you hear about new businesses, you hear about being an entrepreneur. So a lot of people get pushed into that space and then find it a little bit difficult. So what do you do with those people?
2: Absolutely. You know, I mean, job creation is at the forefront of the government's mandate. I mean, we've seen it in all the speeches. I mean, Lenziwe Zulu, our Minister of Small Business, is, is really, they're really championing small businesses and job creation. I mean, it, it's, it's been all over the media. But while what, what we're trying to do is to build sustainable businesses with our entrepreneurs, to help them build sustainable businesses so they can employ three to six people um, over, over a period of time. But for us, sustainability is key. It's no use to start a business, employ twenty people in the first three months, and then your doors are closed. Mm,
1: it it,
0: for it, it sure. hasn't
2: really, it hasn't really, you know, really fulfilled the need.
0: And your current program, so you're giving two point four million rands worth of bursaries away. Correct. And how does that program work? How can a person get in touch with you? How do I get into the program?
2: Okay. So what the program is, is that we run our program, Think We Do, as you mentioned earlier, which is a 10-week program where we work with entrepreneurs to help them take their business or idea to the next level. Just to to emphasize that, it doesn't have to be a fully-fledged business. It could just be a great idea at this stage, and we will help them move that idea to the next level and to create the business. All they need to do is they need to visit our website, which is www.seedacademy.co.za. There's an application form online, and they can submit that to me online and to our team. And and we will take a look, and we will select the businesses that are the correct fit for us. And
0: what 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 does a correct fit look like for you right now?
2: So we're just looking for an entrepreneur that has a business idea of some sort and has a vision of where they want to go and somebody who really wants it.
0: And for the, sorry, we, we, so one of the things that happens here at Wumandla is we're all about empowering women, which is why right. we're talking to you. And right. I'm busy empowering myself with learning how to run this desk.
2: Oh. <laughs> so, your okay, well, admin isn't my strong suit, so if you pick up any, any tips, you can let me know. <laughs> um, so absolutely. And, and my focus is women. I've worked with some absolutely fantastic women over the past 15 months in our program. They are really just inspiring, and as I said, they are multidimensional beings, which is just absolutely incredible. So, And this is a show for women, and there are women listening who feel that the time has come to do something different. To what they're currently doing, um, now is the time, and drop us an email. And if they don't want to apply and just want to, some advice, they can always email info at seedacademy.co.za, and we'll come back to them as well.
0: And what's the commitment you're looking for from these entrepreneurs?
2: Okay, so they need to, con- our program runs over a 10-week period. It's once a week for 10 weeks, so it's one night a week, and... Um, We run from 6 till 9 at night. We have supper together, and we run our program. It is not a lecture-based program. It is not textbook-based. You're not going to sit in a classroom and be spoken to for three hours and go home and do assignments. It's about working on you as an entrepreneur and and your business. So we'll need a 10-week commitment from you that you will be with us once a week from 6 till 9 in the evening. And that is the first step in the journey with us.
0: Lara, and is there... Is there a minimum skills requirement? A lot of our mothers, a lot of our, of, of really great ideas, especially coming out of, um, coming out of townships, the people probably feel a little bit like, mm, I don't have a diploma. I don't have a degree. I maybe only have a standard eight or whatever. Am I going to be able to participate fully in this program?
2: So we have different programs for different skill sets. Uh, we have a roots program that is more appropriate for entrepreneurs who um, who do not necessarily have a lot of business acumen and have never run their own business. And then we have Think, We Do for the more advanced entrepreneurs. So we tailor-make the program to suit the entrepreneurs, and we fit the entrepreneurs into the programs that suit them. So it is open to everybody. Don't not apply just because you don't necessarily think you have the skills that are needed. Some of the best entrepreneurs have no formal education.
0: And after the program, is there anything that you expect back
2: so there is, there is no formal um, give back to us. What we do ask is that our entrepreneurs give back to the next group of entrepreneurs that are coming on board in terms of assistance and, and possible mentoring and just being around. Uh, entrepreneurs like to talk to other entrepreneurs and we found this very, very helpful. We also stay in touch with our entrepreneurs for an 18-month period after they finish our program. Because we know they're going to leave here unbelievably excited and bouncing off the walls. But when you go out into the real world, um, you come across stumbling blocks and things happen and you need somebody to bounce ideas off. So for an 18-month period after the program, we are still in touch with all our entrepreneurs.
0: And in your experience, how? So is this the first year that you're running this program or have you been running it for the past two years?
2: No, we've been running the program for the past 16 months. Mm-hmm. And as I say, we've worked with about over 300 entrepreneurs.
0: And and what is your your take out, your personal kind of success stories been?
2: What what have what have I got out yes. of it? Yes. Well for me I think it's absolutely unbelievable to be able to give somebody the tools to start a business and support their families. I mean that that is one of the greatest gifts I think that you could ever give anybody and it's not a gift that somebody can ever take away. So we're empowering these people. I know when our entrepreneurs leave after our ten week program that they have got enough input, enough knowledge, and enough skills to take their business or idea to the next level.
0: Speaking of taking ideas to the next level, I I really want to talk a little bit about your background because I think that's also very, very interesting. Let's take a short break. I've been wanting to play this song and looking for it everywhere and I think it's very appropriate because it's, it's about time. It's about time and uh, it's Yusundu and Nina Sherry and we'll continue after the break when, with um, speaking about Seed Academy and with the CEO, Laura, about the current opportunity that they have for women entrepreneurs. Stay with us. <laughs> That's Do and Nina Sherry talking about seven seconds and a million voices talking to us. And that's what happens to a lot of women entrepreneurs. We've got on the line, Lara Rosmarin. And I I wanted to ask you this earlier. Lara, is that how I say your last name? Rosmarin, that's correct. Rosmarin. We're talking about a very exciting a very exciting opportunity for women entrepreneurs, for startup businesses, especially in the tech space, about a bursary that you can go and you can learn over a 10-week period and meet other in- entrepreneurs and really give yourself the confidence for running your business in a sustainable manner, which I really love. I really love the fact that it's all about sustainability, Lara. I couldn't
2: hear you, and now, I, now you're back. <laughs> so, um, so I laughed you for about a minute, so just backtrack
0: for me, so I'm up to, the, up to speed. I'm just is talking about how the, the absolutely wonderful opportunity that you're giving uh, businesses, startups at the startup phase already, because a lot of a lot of the kind of support that business people get says you have to be running a business for a couple of years. You have to have this in place. You have to have numbers. You have this. You need processes. You need a lot of things before they're willing to assist you. And you're saying you're assisting tech startups. You're assisting great business ideas from the very beginning.
2: That's right. So we there was a gap in the marketplace in that um, venture capitalists and and funders were only looking at businesses that already had traction, and that really precluded a lot of the startups that hadn't yet moved into that into that phase of their entrepreneurial journey. So we came in and we helped them really at the at the very very beginning of their entrepreneurial journey.
0: Speaking of venture capitalists and startups, a lot of entrepreneurs seem to think that what they need to get their businesses off the ground is money. So a lot of people go, I really have this great idea, but I don't have the money to start it. I don't have the money to grow it, to have it, to keep it going. Do you assist in that space as well?
2: So yes, uh, Seed Engine, we do invest in startup businesses and we also have a lot of channels that we can refer businesses to. Uh, we have a network of over 150 angel investors, venture capitalists, family officers, private investors um, that invest in businesses that we move deal flow towards uh, should we see it fit. But I think it's a misconception of the early stage entrepreneur that you need money to be successful. We've seen amazing businesses grow from very little um, cash input in the beginning of their journey. I think what entrepreneurs need to focus on is what makes their business really different to any other business in that space, and to focus on getting customers and traction. I think that is imperative.
0: Now we hear a lot about being different, and and a lot of businesses kind of go, "What's new with this idea? What's what's the 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 thing? The what do they call it? A unique selling proposition about what what you're putting out there." Yes. <laughs>
2: Okay, so so what is unique about your business? When I sit with somebody and I hear them speak to me about their business, I know within a minute if they're excited about their business or not. And if they're not excited about their business, it's really going to be very hard for me to get excited about their business or anybody else out there. So you need to find what it is about your business that is so unbelievable that you wouldn't be able to stop people from becoming involved even if you wanted to. What is so unique about you and what makes me want to come to you rather than going to a competitor in the space?
0: Okay, I understand that. But if, it, if it's just a, a business that is a, a, in a really great location maybe and it's a bakery, okay. would you look at those kinds of businesses as well? Or are you only looking at for the space. unique and exciting
2: As an investment mandate for us, we look at any businesses for an investment mandate. We're really open. In the past, yes, tech has been our focus, but that's not to say we haven't looked at at other things. And there are lots of people that want to invest in businesses that are mainstream. And so, there definitely is space for investment in those kinds of businesses
0: as well. When you started, you told us a little bit earlier that you were looking in the tech space, and I know everybody in in any kind of business knows that at the moment Davos is happening, and every kind of investor and business person is out there in Switzerland, and and they are one of their um, current uh, themes that they are running is actually about inclus- inclusive growth in the digital age, so. In South Africa, and there's, there's a definite big kind of misconception that in South Africa, tech, we're very low tech. We're in the third world and we're very low tech. But you had a very big response from tech companies. What are some of the tech successes that you have experienced? Well, we
2: had one business uh, that I think I'll just give you one example. And you can always visit our website, www.seadeengine.co.za to see all different examples. But one of our businesses, for example, was a a company called Circles. We invested in as entrepreneurs, unbelievable entrepreneurs, just two fabulous guys. And uh, they came up with a second idea for a crowdfunded travel site. And they said, what do we think about it? We said, great. They put up a splash page, which didn't take them very long to create. And within four or five days, we had 450,000 hits on on their page and registrations. So when there are good tech businesses, there's interest. But what was interesting is that the majority of the registrations were not necessarily in South Africa. It was all over the world.
0: Oh, wow. So,
2: um, yes, there's a lot going on all over the world, but I do believe that some unbelievable things are still to come out of South Africa. We are on the brink of an unbelievable change, and there are amazing, amazing startups that are going to come out of our South African fold for sure.
0: (laughs) Laura, when I was reading up about you, I know you come from an NGO space and you come from a, a, a money-raising space. So what is it that attracted you to to this particular position with SEED?
2: So, yes, I mean, my background is in clinical and industrial psychology, and I worked in the field of behavioral risk management for many years, which
0: I loved. What does that mean? So I, I read that and I thought, what does behavioral risk management mean?
2: In a nutshell, the simple, the simple ex- explanation is just to help organizations to manage their human capital. Okay. Uh, just off the softer side of, of, of having a whole group of people working for you with all sorts of different needs, ones, attitudes, attributes, etc. cetera. Um, and then after moving out of that space, i moved into the NGO space because I'm really passionate about certain charities, particularly centered around children and women's issues. And I worked in that space for a while. And it was while I was in that space, after I'd written a children's book to raise money for a charity that I was completely passionate about, that I was approached um, by the Seed Engine team uh, to take women entrepreneurship to the next level and to really make a difference in communities around South Africa. And that was just, yep, they had me at a hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. And just making so much of a difference in people's lives
2: you know what, we really are so privileged to do what we do. And we have an unbelievable team. We have a multi-skill team. Everybody's got different attributes and and really amazing talents. And I really believe that when an entrepreneur walks through our door, they have the best chance of success.
0: And so from your experience, Lara, over the past couple of months, just some of the tips that you can give to our listeners about how to sell their ideas because i could be very excited about an idea but not everybody's a communicator not everybody's a good communicator and definitely not everybody's a good salesperson what are some of the tips that that you can give that say this these are the kinds of things that get people interested when you're talking about your idea
2: okay well well for me, as I said, if, if you come into my office and you're excited about your idea, there's a very good chance that I'll be excited about it. I may not invest in it, but there's definitely something to it. Um, I think you need to do a lot of research. You need to know what's out there, what are your competitors doing that that that, um, that you're not doing and what are you not doing that your competitors are doing. You need to have done, you need to have a really a good market survey. You need to have an understanding of the landscape. Um, I'd say to pitch your idea to, to somebody, I'd say pitch it to as many people as you possibly can, talk to your friends, find yourself a business mentor, there are a lot of organizations out there that offer free business mentorship and guidance, uh, which I think is also important. Um, there, there's so many ways in which to, to mold your idea into a way that, it, that it's easily communicable to somebody. Um, but I'd just say keep talking about your idea, keep talking about it to your friends, to your family. Um, Try it, test it, validate it. That would be a good place to start.
0: And some of the pitfalls that you've seen where maybe there was a good idea, but the entrepreneur just missed a couple of beats. What are those places that entrepreneurs should be looking at and going, whoo, especially women entrepreneurs?
2: Okay, so maybe just entrepreneurs in general. What I would suggest is is what, what I've seen as a trend is that teams working together have a much greater success rate. Um, as a single entrepreneur, it's quite lonely out there in the space, and it is a difficult journey. But if you're working together with a team, you're a group that have come up with an idea and are working on it together, and you're a multidisciplinary team with different um, qualifications and different skills, I think that would really put you ahead of the pack. As a woman, um, as, as, as you know, being a woman uh, who's working and has a career, it is always a juggling act. But there are many ways to do it, and you can be all things uh, to all people, maybe not at all at the same time, but it is possible to be a mother, to be a wife, and to be a businesswoman and run your own organization.
0: Speaking of the multidisciplinary, have you ever come across entrepreneurs, and do you have the facility to kind of say, these two ideas are similar similar? would you consider working with each other or introduce people with um, symbiotic or synergistic businesses to each other? Absolutely. It's very much even happened here
2: that, that um, two entrepreneurs from completely different businesses have kind of uh, found a synergy between, between one another and solidified their idea and moved into one business together. It's happened here without even our intervention. But for sure, if we see um, different businesses that we feel there's good synergy between them, For sure, we would definitely connect them up. Seed Academy has also become a place of connection. Uh, So entrepreneurs also share what they're doing and offer their services to other entrepreneurs um, within the space, which has been fabulous. Oh,
0: wonderful. So there's also an opportunity to grow your customer base in the space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lara, if I don't get the bursary, can I still participate with you guys? Absolutely, you can. Um, We do try and help as many
2: entrepreneurs as possible. Through our bursary option, Uh, that is our goal because we know that startup entrepreneurs don't have a lot of money um, to put into training and their business, and we would rather them carefully use the money that they do have in the right ways. I'm not saying training isn't the right way. Training is definitely in one way, Um, but if we could cover that cost for them and make the training available to them, then they've got some cash flow available to do other things within the business, for example, to build uh, their MVP or whatever it is that they need to do. And where
0: are you guys?
2: So we're based in Stanton on Catherine Street, um, and our Cape Town offices, we have yet to disclose the location. We, we are, it should be on our website by the end of this week.
0: <laughs> so you can't give us a sneak, Jay?
2: No, um, <laughs> but very close to the CBD. We'll be very close to the CBD. <laughs>
0: and, and any any plans to kind of expand satellites into townships?
2: Um. In the past, we have brought entrepreneurs from the township areas to our offices here, and we've worked with them here in our offices, and it seemed to be quite successful. But our Roots program, where we're going to be working with our grassroots entrepreneurs, will be done in all sorts of township areas.
0: And if I'm listening, and I'm not an entrepreneur, but I'm really interested in the work that you do in a corporate. Is there any way for corporates to participate? Is there any way for people to... Bring, bring in, in their skills.
2: Absolutely. Aren't They're all different ways. We're always looking to partner different with different corporates. Um, a lot of corporate company, companies sponsor entrepreneurs. Uh, that come on our programs, which is absolutely fabulous. And there's always room for collaboration and to work together. So please get in touch with us.
0: How do how does one get in touch with you? So through your website and what, what other number can one get they in can, touch?
2: They can email me on lara at lara.seedacademy.co.za. <laughs>
0: And Lara, as an individual, so if I'm an individual and I feel there's a particular skill, who runs your programs?
2: So our programs are run by entrepreneurs. So um, they are run by people that have built their own businesses numerous times over and have a lot of experience in their, in their particular fields.
0: And can, can I just, if I've got a skill that I'd love to give, because I think you're running such an amazing program, can I also get in touch and see if Absolutely. I can participate and Fabulous. help in any way?
2: Fabulous! We'd love to have a chat to you and see if there's some way that you could contribute to our entrepreneurs. We have an alumni society. There are always ways for people to give back, and if people are willing, we are. We would love to talk to them.
0: And, uh, Lara, in in the of the many, 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 many businesses that you've worked with, your personal favorite success story.
2: Personal favorite success story. Oh, <laughs> it would be. It's like be, asking I you your
0: favorite child. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't be able to give you one, um, but if you visit our website, there are so many lovely success stories of all different uh, people in different avenues doing amazing things. Uh, what I like is the story of the entrepreneur that's tried a whole lot of different things and keeps trying even though their initial ideas don't work. That for me, is inspiring. You know, I just, it's, it's, it's easy to be excited when the first idea that you've ever tried flies and it's unbelievable. But the real entrepreneurs are those who stick it out in those difficult times. We used to have a poster of a roller coaster in our office because that is the journey of the entrepreneur. So those are the entrepreneurs that I like to work with, the ones that have tried a couple of different things and are still maintaining the energy and excitement even though things are not going as they should. those are the entrepreneurs that
0: excite me. And do you by any chance keep a database where maybe an idea wasn't quite great or there was just something missing or lacking and you've worked with this person and they've gone away and a couple of years later you come up with something else that may work with that person. Do you keep a database of people that have been through your doors
2: to continue
0: a relationship with them?
2: Absolutely. We have a database of all the entrepreneurs that we worked with, that we've worked with, and we know them pretty well because when you get to work with somebody and within their business – um, over a 10-week period, you get to understand who they are. And a lot of the entrepreneurs stay in touch with us, so we do keep a dance space of our entrepreneurs. And we have an alumni society where we get together for regular talks, networking, and just to catch up with each other.
0: And so, I'm listening to the show today, and I think, ooh, this, I've always had this idea bubbling under. I'd really like to get this going. Um, what would your top five tips be of what you should be doing before You start a business.
2: Well, first have a clear understanding of what your idea is. Have a clear understanding of what it is you want to achieve. Maybe do a six-month, six six to 12, and then an 18-month plan of how you see the business operating. You need to conceptualize your business first. Just have a really good concept, a good business, a good idea of what it is you want to achieve. I then say do some market research, see what else is out there in your space so you have an idea of what's going on in the space as you being the newcomer. And then again, think about what is making your idea different to anybody else's idea. out there. What is so unbelievable and novel about your idea?
0: Is there anything you should never do before starting a business?
2: Well, I'd say it's always a good idea to get some advice uh, from some skilled mentors. I think that would be a really good starting point. Sit with somebody you know, be be it a family member, be it a friend, be it a mentor, an organization phone up and just get some sound advice for somebody who's been in the entrepreneurship space and they may be able to really save you um, a lot of school fees.
0: <laughs> so don't just jump in. Way.
2: You know sometimes sometimes I think it's good to just jump in. Sometimes I think why not? You know? But um, most entrepreneurs really have that come to us to really thought their businesses or ideas through. Um, and they're definitely able to speak to us about what it is that they want to achieve.
0: And how important is a business plan to you at this stage? So at applying, how important is a business plan to Seed Academy?
2: For me personally, the entrepreneurs that I meet, I'm not particularly interested in a business plan at this stage. I had an entrepreneur that came to me this morning. I sat with him for 15 minutes. I absolutely loved his idea. I loved his team. um, And I'm going to be working with him in February. So, And I didn't see a business plan and I didn't see um, any sort of traction. I just loved the idea and I think
0: it's got legs. Sure. And <laughs> so how much of what you do personally, Lara, is, is, is a gut feel stage? You know, I was just reading, um, reading some quotes by Warren Buffett, whom I follow on Twitter. And, and he's always talking about, about the things that as an individual that he does, the gut, his gut feel and what he doesn't do. And so how much of what you do, because a lot of entrepreneurs work on gut, how much of what you do is on so gut feel? Gut feel is based
2: definitely plays a big role in what it is we do. But obviously, when you're making an investment, it needs to be a lot more than a gut feel or a hunch. But I have unbelievable partners. Jeff Miller, who's our chairman, has years and years of experience in all sorts of businesses. And I rely on his business acumen. Um, Together with his gut feel, my gut feel, I have Brad Shawkins who's another one of our business partners, Donna Rachelson. And together, we sit around the table and say, okay, let's take our gut feel, let's take the solid... um, information that we've been given, let's do our due diligence, and that's how we would make an investment. But to start working with somebody, I feel, often plays a huge role. Do
0: you do you care about age? How young or how old a person is?
2: I've never been asked that question before. But, <laughs> um, personally, no. Uh, personally, no. I have an 82-year-old grandmother in Cape Town that started a business two years ago. She thought it would be a really good idea to start another business in her life. And um she makes biscotti, and she has got a contract to supply one of the largest chain stores in South Africa with her biscotti.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Um, and she... At 82. With, at 82, she partnered with a factory and her recipe, and they have got a contract with one of the largest food, food chains um, in South
0: Africa. Oh that's okay, a beautiful okay. story. Well I asked this the, the story about age really because one of the things with most women is one of of the barriers uh, of of doing stuff, doing new things is I'm um, I'm um, maybe too old to start start again, too old to start afresh, too old to start something new. Um, well
2: now you know that you're not. And you really <laughs> men are really good at believing that age doesn't really count. They're really good at networking with each other. They're really good at asking each other for things. Women, we're always too scared to ask each other for advice or help or which way to go. And it shouldn't be that way.
0: Mm. Because women
2: have so much to offer one another and they really understand a space that I don't believe a man could ever
0: understand. And just, I mean, reading up, getting ready for the show, just reading up is looking at Germany's economy, which is still one of, even though the growth has now slowed down, but in Europe, it's one of the outstanding economies in Europe, and most of it is small businesses, it's family owned businesses, family owned, family run businesses predominantly also run by the women within the family. So I, I think it's one of the things that we can definitely do a lot more, which is why it was so exciting for me to see that you are specifically focusing on women businesses as well.
2: Absolutely. Women, as i said three times, we are multidimensional. We don't necessarily only have to be one thing. Uh, we can do a whole lot of different things, and we could be so much more than I believe most women give themselves credit for, and um, we need to take we need to take the opportunity and run with it. If you're a woman out there and you're listening and you've got an unbelievable idea, even if you've got an average idea that you think has legs, now is the time.
0: Definitely now is the time. And at the beginning of the year, I think that's what we're all kind of looking for, additional. And do you look at people who maybe do not want to be full-time entrepreneurs, but they have a really good idea that they would like to do on weekends or like to do as a part-time thing? Do you look at that as well? Or are you only interested in those people that want to run full-time businesses? No,
2: absolutely a lot of entrepreneurs come to us while they're in what they deem to be safe, secure jobs, they're just bored and wanting to do something else. They continue their day job until such time as their startup has grown to a point where they're able to work in it full time.
0: And just advice again, I'm, I'm big on this advice thing and because you've been in the space for so much longer, if I am in a full-time job and I want to start a business, what are some of the things that I shouldn't maybe be doing, like using company stationery but what are the things that you shouldn't do in trying to get your startup going if you are in a full-time job?
2: I don't really think there's anything that you shouldn't do. I mean, obviously, from an integrity point of view, if you've committed to, to working somewhere and you're being paid a salary to be there for certain hours, you need to commit to working on your startup after hours and on weekends. And and I think one always needs to stay in a space of integrity. But it's very important to know when it's time to move from your full-time job to your startup. And people are often always waiting for the conditions to be perfect. Um, And the conditions don't need to be perfect. They just need to be good enough.
0: Is there ever such a thing as perfect conditions?
2: People are waiting for perfect conditions, but good enough conditions, I'll take that.
0: Good enough conditions. Let's take a short break and when we come back we're just going to talk about those details again and just final thoughts about some of the things that entrepreneurs, women in the entrepreneurial space should be doing to get their businesses out there.
1: Everything treated me like I was a queen. What spell did it cast on me? Oh, said I might believe. You say, girl, never be afraid of ever, ever loving me. Those words I hung on to, oh, God, I was a fool. You became my bad habit, keeping up appearances, so you couldn't notice. The things have left the peace That's crazy
0: Another one of my absolute, absolute favorites, Nigerian-born Asa, Bibanke. I hope I say that right. Every time I see a, a word that I'm I'm not sure about it. So it's, so it's so scary for me to say these words, and I can't ask. We're talking to R- Lara Rosmarin, who's the CEO of Seed Academy, and we're speaking about a very exciting program for women entrepreneurs, for tech startups. It could be an idea in his infancy. I know a lot of women around this time of the year are kind of thinking, "Mm, do I want to go back to my job as you get back? And you're like, oh, do I want to spend more time with my kids and really trying to build up our own businesses and build our own, build our own economy and make our own fortunes. Lara is talking to us about a very exciting program called Think Be Do. Did I get those three in the right order, Lara? That's correct.
2: You're 100% on track.
0: Think be do. Think and, be do. And your, your program again, once again, it's for tech startups, any kind of startup, exciting pro, exciting business ideas, in particular by women. You're going to be running it in Cape Town and Johannesburg. That's correct,
2: both Cape Town and Johannesburg in February.
0: And how many people are you looking for in total? We are
2: only we are only have space left for 20 in Johannesburg and 20 in Cape Town, and
0: then we saw for this program. Gee whiz, and if I don't get into this one, do, how, how running, often are you going to run this program? So,
2: so we are going to run concurrent programs and additional programs. So send in your applications. We are looking to work with people who really, really want it. As you and I spoke about in the break, um, now is the time, as far as I know, I mean, I have no evidence to the contrary. We only we only get one shot at this life, and the time is now. And it's the time to stand up and sit at the table and, and make things happen.
0: And women have so much to give to our economy.
2: Women have so much to give to our economy. And really, the richness that comes from working with these women, unbelievable. Absolutely fabulous.
0: The program, Laura, runs for 10 weeks.
2: Correct. 10 weeks, one night a week from 6 till 9 p.m., and obviously, you'll need to do some work in between, but we work on your business actively with you um, on that one evening a week.
0: And for the skills level that people require can be any skills level Absolutely. as long as you're excited about your business idea.
2: Absolutely, and that you really want it and that you're willing to work together with us. We are only interested in working with entrepreneurs who really want to work on their businesses and are prepared to commit to working on their businesses.
0: And if you cannot get into the bursary program, can you still participate?
2: Absolutely, you can. Um, the cost per entrepreneur is 16,000 rand. So if you would like to participate in the program and you don't receive a bursary, you are there is an opportunity for you to pay for it yourself should you want to. Um, but as I say, we really hope to connect as many entrepreneurs as we possibly can within the bursary program.
0: And, Laura, before I let you go, we've got eight minutes to go. And before I let you go, just the entrepreneurs that you're looking for, it is not necessarily because it did, it did say that Tech Startups was where Seed Academy or Seed Engine Engines started. But Correct. you're not only looking at tech.
2: Correct. Not only looking at tech. We have various, various programs. And we have specific programs that we run on specific topics. We have a marketing program that we run for those entrepreneurs who are just looking for marketing assistance. We have a program on financial modeling that we run for entrepreneurs who are just looking for assistance on that part of their business. And as I said, we have a grassroots program for the real grassroots entrepreneurs um, that are coming coming through the work. So we have all sorts of programs geared towards all sorts of different types of entrepreneurs and their different needs. And of course, our flagship Think of E-Do program, which has everything in the mix.
0: Oh, so Think, Be, Do has everything in the mix and Absolutely. all the other, and you can pick it apart depending on what it is that you require. No, so the Think, Be, Do program
2: is a 10-week program where we cover a lot of our modules. And after that, should you feel that you need further assistance in specific areas, we've got specific programs with that. I know, for example, that one area that entrepreneurs struggle with is marketing because they believe you need to have a huge marketing budget to get your business or idea out there. And that is not always the case. We have marketing experts that work with them within our Think We Do program, as well as running a separate program on marketing, and um, that they're able to attend should they wish.
0: And the assessment, Lara, the assessment of the people that are that are coming in, what does that entail? As you, as I put in my application, how will you be assessing? Um, the kind of people that you'll be working with and the kind of ideas and business ideas that you'll be working with.
2: Okay, so the more more information that people can provide us with, the better. It's quite difficult when somebody says, I've got an amazing idea, but I, I can't really tell you about it. And I don't really want to share it, but believe <laughs> me, it's amazing. Um, we have a lot of those. People have very – and people are quite secretive about the ideas, which I respect. But if we're going to work with you, we need to know what your ideas are. We're not in the in the process – we're not in the business of stealing ideas. Uh, we're in the process of working together with entrepreneurs to build their ideas. Uh, that's our mandate. Okay. Um, so to give us as much information about your idea, about who you are, about what you want to get out of the program when you apply um, – that would be fabulous, and we interview all candidates before accepting them.
0: Everybody will be interviewed.
2: Everybody um, that we feel is a good fit for pro- the program that we have to offer will be interviewed. And the language of instruction? So our, our main, I our think we do programs are run in English, but our roots programs that are going to be run in a lot of the township areas and the outlying areas will be done in African languages.
0: Fantastic. So this is a very, very, very exciting program. Thank you, Laura, for coming and chatting with us. Thank I'm, you. I'm really excited about what you're putting out there. I think one of the things that, that I've always, even for myself, always wondered about is really when you're out there, what, what you need and it gets lonely. So this is a very exciting program and thank you for taking the time to chat with us today
2: thank you so much and thank you for your time
0: it's been fabulous So anybody, thank you very much Laura. goodbye thanks, bye so anybody that's out there, if you've got a little business if you've got an idea even for a business and you want to get it out there there's an opportunity for you to maybe get some financial assistance to get any kind of information assistance and in particular they've got 20 spaces left in Johannesburg 20 spaces left in Cape Town and if you're looking to start a business I really, really, really hope that you you take the chance. You can get hold of them on www.seedacademy.co.za. We're obviously going to put it up on when you listen to the podcast later. We'll put it up also on the Cliff Central site. And I really hope that you try it out, girls. This is, this is your time. This, uh, 2015. Palisa said to me when I walked in today that it's 20 fit in. And I was like, uh, oh, I don't know if I like the idea of fitting in. But then she said to me, actually, it's about fitting into whatever it is that you want to do. So dream big. This is Pome Macherho on Cliff Central and you're listening to Wumanja. I will not see you next week, but I'll definitely see you in the week following that. And this is your week. This is your time. Take it and make it happen.